Well, Brent is gay, and Kaylin's gay, and Clark is gay, and Ryan's gay, and Adam's gay. It's Homo Superior. Issue 208. I'm Kaylin. I'm Clark. And I'm Brent Wingate. And this week, Halloween at Homo Superior continues with more games we made up. Uh, we got a big-ass trailer park because DC de- decided to take a huge fan dump all over us. The slog continues through the trial of Magneto, and we wrap up with some news. A uh, little housekeeping first. Uh, be sure to check out our second installment of Wikipedia, Hick- where we chat about his completely insane Shield series. It's fun. It's short. Give us those listens, because I need them. All right, let's move on to some Spoopsy October stuff. We got we got two fun games. The first game is called "So You're a Violent Shitty Murderer from a Movie." Which are you? The game. Uh, Clark, do you want to explain how the game works? You have to be a shitty, violent murderer with no redeeming qualities or very few redeeming qualities because you're not misunderstood. Do you want to start with yours? I was just straight up when I didn't even think about it other than just I'm hefty Freddy Krueger because I'm a violent piece of shit. Not really, but um, who, you also look good in a horizontal sweater. That's true. I do like a horizontal sweater. Not a not a hat like really that, good at holding knives, too. Yeah, actually, you know what? <laughs> I am very good at holding knives. We yeah. talked about scream and the knives under my bed, right? We yeah, do that we, on yeah. podcast or off podcast? I don't remember, but well, I do remember it. Yes. Anyways, I was talking about screen, the first one, and like after that, I held, I had knives under my bed for like, oh yeah, a I year and a half, that. just in case I had to kill someone. Not because I was scared, just because I had to be prepared. Do you dislike it in horror movies when they try, like, or in, in any movie where you've got a villain where they really try and make it so that the villain's sympathetic? I hate it. I hate it. I just want someone to be a piece of shit. I think like serial killer, those kinds of like uh, slasher slash monsters need to be forces of nature more than anything else. And then the sequels oftentimes just soften them too much, uh, which is what happened with Freddy, to Mm -hmm. be honest. I think the first three are good. And then after that, it just becomes like he becomes a caricature. Oh, yeah. Well, well, then is there any movie that really carries that force of nature? Because maybe like I I think of someone like Darth Vader that like. Oh yeah, it really works until you try and give it a sad backstory. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is why Rogue One was really good because you got to see Vader as a monster again. Yeah, uh, I would say. I mean, they're not all perfect, including the most recent installment that came out a week ago, Halloween. Like Michael Myers is like an unrepentant piece of shit that just keeps on coming. Yeah, and like you know what, he works best when you give him as little backstory as possible. But he's like a guy, right? And guns exist. Yeah, there's a lot. This new one, I mean, not spoilers really, but they're they're definitely re put in a level of um, magic or yeah, some sort some of supernatural, supernatural uh, okay. stuff. Yeah. I mean, the third, I mean, the fourth and fifth and sixth one had that a bit too. Yeah, with a thorn and nonsense. Well, and, there's some of it you have to buy into. Even the first one, with the amount of beating he gets, and still just kind of keeps going. Um, you know. Yeah. I guess that's in every movie, like when someone gets shot and they're like, oh, you're not going to die from bleeding out. You're the protagonist. You can right. keep walking. You've got pot armor. Who did you think you're? Uh, uh, I think my, I don't remember what his name is, but he's the the guy with the hook from I Know What You Did Last Summer because I just have violent FOMO. I just come after my friends. I like that, but I've never seen that movie. Um, I saw it once years ago. I never saw terrible. the sequel. Did yeah. you watch the TV show? I no. did not. No, I did not watch that it. That just came out. Do you think that's a fair uh, villain for Kaylin? Because I think Nurse Ratchet might be better. Well, she wasn't a serial she def- killer. She she's def- a monster. She definitely uh, poisoned and killed 
people so, under her care. She was involved in, with intentionally. Wait, why do you think I'm stuff? Nurse Ratchet? Um, oh, it's not really a horror movie, though. You don't think of that as a? It's a not a horror movie. No, it's a comedy. Is it? <laughs> I guess I forget. It's been a while since I've seen it. <laughs> it's not a comedy. It's a, it's a it's dark not a comedy, comedy at all. <laughs> it's a it's a it's it's a drama with yeah. some comedic elements. Um, but no, why do you that think works? I'm, That's fine. What do you think? I'm nurse a piece of shit. Oh, uh, two reasons. One, I look great in a nurse's outfit. The orderliness, and then two, I've always suspected slightly that you're poisoning me. Uh, just you're the one cooking, yeah. not me. Yeah. Poisoning this podcast? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> That's All right. hurtful. So who are you, wait, who are you? I had a few. Um, the first, I thought, was the Duke, but he doesn't... I don't think he kills really anyone. Kill, no. But yeah. he's like an allegory to depression and loss. And like... He's gay. From a gay icon with fashionable question choices. Mm-hmm. I can... That really resonates with me. Yeah. Then I thought Annie Wilkes uh, from... John Wilkes Booth daughter. From uh, Misery. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Because she's just someone who's like... Really obsessed. Who's like putting themselves out there to make sure that George R. R. Martin... I mean, uh, Paul... Uh, Giamatti. Sheldon finishes his work, you know, the right way. You know, I like that as a fan. I can see you doing that. Did you see the uh, when Roseanne Barr was on SNL and she played... Um, uh, she played her, basically, and it was about Dana Carvey giving up playing the church lady... Oh, that's funny. Did yeah. you see the TV version that um, what what Liz, what's her name? Kaplan from Mean Girls was in it. She played her in uh, Castle Rock. Oh, I know oh, what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. 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 The, it, was, it was actually good. I liked it. Uh, the first season I did not like, but I liked her in two. Okay. So the one I ultimately landed on was Audrey Two from Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> Plant lover uh, will hide his crimes with showmanship, and really, it's mostly just about eating. Yeah. So, Feed me, yeah. Tristan. Yeah. You sound like a drag queen at all times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, feed me. Expand really quickly over the course of mm-hmm. an hour and a half. Yeah. All right. Well, this was a fun game. <laughs> I, okay. Could, who do you think uh, Ryan and Adam are? Um, is, there a, is there some slasher person who kills people by screeching? Because um, that's both of them. Deafening. I do think that... Uh, Adam Kasari in drag looks like the nun. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, no, uh, it's not really a monster or it's not a serial killer, uh, but it's, uh, you know, the worms from Tremors because they're always boring. That feels over one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Ryan. We'll say, we'll say Adam. Yeah, we'll say Adam. Sure. No, yeah. Ryan, I think is, um, I think he's Ghostface actually. Oh yeah, as, as campy so as he's you just can make it. seven different people. He's yeah. seven. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've met him, and, yeah. and that's been our never <laughs> recurring game. Yeah. So you're a violent, shitty murderer from a movie. Which are you? The game. Yeah. Let's move on to our next game, <laughs> which I'm sure is uh, going to delight listeners. Yeah. Uh, this game is called Story, but make it scary. In this game, you will take a non uh, non horror show movie teleplay whatever. And then uh, change one, change something about it to make it a horror genre. Mine is Teletubbies, mm-hmm. and I think that's already kind of a horror show to begin with. So they live in a world where that baby in the sun is actually a god that watches over them, and if they ever disappoint that baby, they're all executed and like recloned. So they are constantly in a state of panic where they can't express themselves except through entertaining this sun god. Um, Isn't that already the premise of the show? 
I <laughs> maybe it's been a long time since I've seen it. Maybe that was uh, original part of the my, uh, kids my show. favorite episode of that show is um, when Nunu, the vacuum cleaner, yeah. starts vacuuming Poe's body like straight up, and she's like shaking her ass at it, and like he's vacuuming <laughs> her ass and her crotch, and you're like, "Whoa, what is this?" It's good. Well, Watch Tr- that. Tristan hates it because of the episode where I think there's like uh, some mess on a table. And they're just running around screaming like, oh, where's the mess? Where's the mess? It wasn't even the level of like Blue's Clues, like point the thing out. It's just like them running around screaming there's a mess. And his siblings were watching it, so he turned it off. So um, the purple Teletubby came out, right? Uh, what? Yeah. yeah. Another queer icon. Another yeah. queer, another queer according icon. According to Jerry Fowell. So, yes. Uh, and Britney Spears. Uh, yeah. uh, the <laughs> the unlikely duo of Britney yes. Spears and Jerry yeah. Falwell. Yeah, I love it when they went on tour together. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but so funny story, when I came out to my parents, you know, like a lot of us, you know, they kind of took it not as well as they could have, but they've come around. I remember they coming to visit me when I lived in Austin and we went to some bookstore and they had like some like Teletubby stuff and uh, what uh, Tinky Winky, I think was the purple one. Yeah. Um, so my dad pointed to Tinky Winky and he's like, look. Look, and I was like, he was trying to bond with me, yeah. and I was like, this is that's the best. This is so awkward. I I wish you would just tell me that I'm not your son. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's more please, preferable. Please just distance me from this family. Yeah, just put write me out of the will. So whatever. I don't have this yeah. fucking moment. My, my friend Anna and I, ironically but also very unironically, used to watch that show. This is like ninth grade, so it was yeah. just a silly thing to do. We each had like a, our favorite one, and we would do the. Keep going. Tubby's dan- the the Teletubby dances. It was so stupid. She's <laughs> dead now, though. Oh, oh, that went in a dark direction. Yeah, well, it's Halloween and it, spooky. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so okay, so mine. Uh, to answer your question, Brent, I recently rewatched the forty year old version, a movie I loved when it came out, but is not really held up because of just the kind of sexual politics. Uh, um, so in my version, uh, Andy never has sex and he's just an incel and he goes on a rampage and it's up to the rest of the guys at like the circuit city knockoff uh to stop him i like that because then it becomes about like the fragility of masculinity and how these people feel so entitled and the goal is to kill yeah. that guy yeah obviously we shouldn't kill people yeah Catherine keener is the real hero of that movie yeah most movies she's in i love her so mine is the Care Bears. And so Grumpy Pear finally has enough of just all their whiny, singy bullshit. Right. So he um, human centipedes them all. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I mean, it's going all down the line. You know, mouth, poop, mouth, yeah. butt, mouth, butt, mouth, butt. And finally you have Funshine Bear just eating everyone's shit and then shitting out everyone's shit. So that's the Care Bear stare. You know, I like yeah. the idea that like, their buttholes are the shape of the same shape mm-hmm. as their like little image. So yeah. it's like yeah, it's a little like crescent a, moon. Yeah, it's like a Play-Doh push there. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it's the color of the actual yeah, yeah. bear itself. God, yeah. well, then it would just be brown at the end because yes. she's eating the color of everyone else's shit. <laughs> Poor fun giant bear. Care bear stare at my hole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were right, Brent. Uh, Clark was just going to come up and make it better than no, anything else we had. I'm very annoyed. Yeah. All right. Well, that was our game story, but make it scary. You can find all of these games nowhere because they shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's let's go on down to the big ass trailer. Uh, I just ran over a possum in, the, in that promo intro. Yeah. All right, we got a bunch of trailers. Um, 
Let's so in the for DC we got the first longer look at the Batman. We also got a Flash teaser <laughs> and a Black Adam teaser. Uh, let's start with the Batman. <laughs> Whenever uh, somebody says the Batman, I think it's like an eighty-year-old woman trying yeah. to like <laughs> yeah. ask you a question. It's like, Google. do you like the Batman yes. or do you like the Spider-Man more? Yes. Where is the Batman? Yeah. <laughs> um, so in this trailer, uh, we see more of Oswald Cobblepot played by Colin Farrell. We see less of the Riddler, yeah, um, but get to hear some of that great uh, riddles like uh, what's black and white and dead all over, classic. Mm. And there's uh, constant fires and sunrises in Gotham. You missed the uh, little like cappuccino foam thing at a question mark you oh, see yeah. at the very, very <laughs> beginning. Yes. Like I want my barista to do that. My, my every question time. is: Do you think the the barista is the Riddler, or is the man that took away the Riddler? Maybe they just got really confused. Yeah, yeah. I think I think they're all the Riddler. Uh, so the trailer, you know, I mean, it's another dark take on Batman, which is the only take that I think DC and Warner think will sell. Um, you know, Robert Pattinson, I think, looks pretty good as Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Uh, I think the action mm-hmm. looks good. I like that Zoe Kravitz is Catwoman, but I wish we. I hope we get to see her in costume. Uh, I it still looks too Nolan esque to me, and I need something else to see, like how to differentiate it. Robert Pattinson looks good as Batman, not as Bruce Wayne. Oh, I like. Goth. I think he looks like a yeah. annoying kid. I don't like him. But in a way that he does have this kind of like greasy Trumpian. <laughs> Like, oh, you look like a schlub. You're a billionaire? He looks like Roman from Succession. Yes, yeah. Which I'm like, okay, of course you you look like that. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, you know, it seems kind of exhausting. Do you know what I'm done with? Women who seem cool trying to wear red hair, like red wigs all the time. It happens in like every fucking movie now. Oh, it's like, well, I like mean, Manic Pixie, whatever it's called. Manic Man- Pixie, Dream, Dream Girl. Girl. Yeah. It's like every single one has a fucking pink or red little like ugly ass fake wig. Well, I think, uh, what's her face? Mila Jovovich started in Fifth I, Element. I literally was thinking that as I yeah. was Leilu Dallas Multipass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but then like you saw it, obviously, you know, uh, Jennifer Garner did an alias mm-hmm. and then uh, what's her face did it in Scott Pilgrim? It's uh, just never ending. Yeah, it is. But done with it. Uh, it looks. I mean, it looks good. And I'm also really happy that Robert Pattinson isn't doing the Christian Bale mm. and Batman voice. Yeah. It's just. It's like nice that he's. It just sounds like him. I'm still most into it to see the Penguin. Just the fact that you could not. You can't tell that that man is is Colin Farrell. Yeah, not even slightly. Yeah. Uh, I I did like to see uh, Andy Serkis as Alfred. Um, he seemed very intense and gruff, um, and I like that in an Alfred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alfred should be like former like MI6. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the two teasers. Um, both of them were part of DC Fandome's uh, releases, so uh, they both featured uh, the respective lead characters, Ezra Miller, lead actors, Ezra Miller and uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, introing... Um, each of the trailers. If you haven't seen these, I recommend you pause our episode and watch them because they are the maximum cringe. Uh, at one point, Ezra Miller uses the word maestro unironically, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson says that he was born to play Black Adam himself. 
no one says that about him. He says that to you. Right. <laughs> it reminds me of I don't know if you remember like when you go to the when you went to the movies and there would always be like a little mini movie like that like I think Coke or Pepsi or the theater itself sponsored. Yeah. Yes. And it's like watch my little movie and it's like something stupid about the theater. Yeah. Hey, we're part of a local college that has a a, a film program. Mm. Yeah. So it felt very like like very amateur fan driven in that sense. Yeah. So it just was super cringe to your point. Well, the other thing I think uh, I liked about both of them was the additional characters that are going to be featured. So in the Flash trailer, we got to hear Michael Keaton uh, as Batman, Mm -hmm. uh, which I'm excited about. And uh, we got to see some of the other characters, including our first look at Dr. Fate. I know it's not a hard costume, but seeing his helmet looked pretty cool. Yeah. No, and I think Pierce Brosnan as Kent Nelson slash Dr. Fate is cool. I love that Hawkman's going to be in it. We're going to see Hawkman on screen, which I'm really excited about. Uh, the guy playing him, who's uh, the actor I can't remember, but is hot as fuck. So yeah. I'm hoping we see him shirtless and with a harness. I feel like we'll get that with Adam Smasher. Yeah. But uh, I've said this before on podcast. I mean, Black Adam is from a fictitious Middle Eastern country called Kandak. It's like either Central Asia or North Africa. And Dwayne The Rock Johnson is Samoan. And I just i am like annoyed <laughs> That like you, I mean, no one else it's, was born to play the yes, role. I was going to say that's an outrageous line to it's say. It's an outrageous line. To, I mean, there are so many talented Central Asian actors who could have played this. I don't know if there are it, any Central Asian actors when there's there Dwayne, aren't any that exist. When Dwayne, Dwayne the, the Rock Johnson, Johnson exists, he is the person. Ask him; he'll tell you he it's, was born to play this role. It's just it just makes me in the year of our Lord. 2021 that's just very uncomfortable yeah uh all right let's move on to peacemaker uh the follow-up to uh james gunn's suicide the suicide squad uh it will follow the peacemaker as i guess he gets a little bit wackier and uh tries to be more grounded as a character with a crew of you know you know really up up and coming upstarts who are uppity up Mm. hmm did it look funny to you, Kalen? It looked all right to me. I mean, I, I enjoy James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. I know we didn't review it on podcast, but I, I thought it was, um, it handled the various tonal shifts pretty well. Um, and John Cena was fine as uh, Peacemaker. And I was actually surprised to see Vigilante in the, the trailer. I didn't realize that uh, that character was going to be in the show. And I'm like, that's cool. Why do I care to watch a show? about a character who killed the only respectable character in that movie. I don't know. Spoilers. Um, he kills Rick Flag. <laughs> yeah. Like, why do I want to see it? I'll be like, well, you're a piece of shit. Well, huh? it's the redemption tours that are always kind of annoying because you're like, yeah, but I didn't forget all the things no. you yeah. did. And the a story tries to, most stories try and really elevate the person rather than let them exist as this complicated, you know, problematic being. Um, to me, it looks like they're going to do a lot of the same wacky word jokes. Like, oh, you, you know, they had the one about the butt babies. Um, that went out too long. And it's just like, oh, this is just an exhausting. You, you could see him acting. You could see his mind being like, <laughs> oh, what are the lines? Yeah. My yeah. Th- least favorite parts, and I don't know if it's just the trailer. You know how you will get like reaction shots from the the, the supporting cast. Like, he'll say something dumb and t- tasty from 
Orange is the New Black, yeah. like shake her head, and the weird guy who's driving the bus goes, uh, and that's kind of shit. Yeah. And then like someone falls off a balcony, everyone goes, ooh. <laughs> I'm like, what is this? Is this going to be normal in the show, or is this just the setup for the right. trailer? But obviously, it actually happens in the sh- in, the, in the show yeah. in order for that to be in the trailer. And I just, I, it's childish as fuck. Ooh, ooh, that's gonna leave a mark. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> was this nineteen ninety three? Yeah, yeah, it's a little cringe, but I sort of liked seeing the eagle. I thought that was kind of it. Just okay. made me yeah. laugh when I first saw him. Um, or her. I, I, there's a possibility that it's a, it's you know, very funny, very good. They threw out you know some of the lesser parts that it continues some of the anti-colonial criticisms that uh, the Suicide Squad had, and then adds like some redemptive arc or notion for. Like Americans who are reconciling with or the they're assholes. Maybe they just make him the villain. He's like he's the titular character, but he's he has no redemption arc and he's just a piece of shit. I would actually give them props if they did that. That would be more interesting for sure. I don't know. John Cena seems like a guy who picks like, oh, I want to be the good guy mm. in the movie. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to the last one. Uh, the animated Hulu show Hit Monkey got a trailer. Uh, it follows the story of a. Um, monkey or an ape he's not really a monkey i don't think is he he's a monkey he's a monkey he's a monkey who's being harassed by jason sudeikis from the grave uh into killing people did you like i thought it was going to be terrible here's part of the reason i like it um they are they are getting weird characters like i fucking love um lady bullseye yeah they have fat cobra in there it's also the fact that 90 percent of the characters we saw are asian characters yeah which I mean, and George Takai's in it. Um, whatever the fuck her name is, who played Psylocke, who's now Olivia, Olivia Munn, Munn, now pregnant by with John Mulaney's baby. Hmm. She's in it. The, the only cast they showed they were those three in the show. The three, yeah. ca- the three, yeah, the three that we already named. But I imagine there'll be lots of Asian characters played by Asian actors. Hopefully, yeah. No, that's a really good point. I just feel like this is going to go the way of Modoc. Oh, like, it will it'll, it will it'll be once it'll be it's it's like the remnant of the like. Mm-hmm. whatever Marvel and Disney were doing. And then they're like, well, we already got far enough, so let's put it out there. Yeah. The animation looks very like subpar Archer. Yeah. And um, it just doesn't look that interesting to me. But Clark, you bring up a good point. So maybe I'll check it it's out. It's Jeff Loeb. It's not going to be great. Yeah. No. He's yeah. the producer of this. Fuck him. All of those garbage well, fest. Terrible. Well, we'll watch some of those things and talk about some of them. Maybe uh, we've really fallen off the wagon on a lot of our shit. So yeah. <laughs> God. Hey, don't air our dirty laundry. Yeah. They they have they know they haven't heard. I mean, we will talk about the Batman. Uh, I'm yeah. pretty sure that's the only oh, one we're definitely going to do for sure. For yeah. sure. Uh, all right. Let's move on to some issues. All right. Well, speaking of taking a dump, uh, Trial of Magneto number three by Leah Williams Oof. and Lucas Lucas Wernock and David Messina. Picking up from last issue, a resurrected Wanda Maximoff snogs Vision, but doesn't remember being married to him, or her kids for that matter, Billy and Tommy, who have miraculously <laughs> shown up on Krakoa. Oh, and she refers to Magneto as daddy, but we can't really falter for that, can you? Rachel and Jean help Wanda remember her greatest hits, including the time she went evil in West Coast Avengers, and of course, no more mutants from House of M. This apparently causes a bunch of kaiju to attack Krakoa, or maybe it's just a coincidence, which is entirely possible considering how sloppy this issue is. Oh, and there's an entire subplot of whether Captain America and the Avengers will have dinner with Kyle. Yes, Kyle, Northstar's husband. The issue ends with the revelation of the person in the White Hood to be Wanda herself, but a member of AARP. Yup, it's old lady Wanda. I have to get this off my chest. Go for it. Who would have thought? Old Brent was right. In the Homo Superior 
court case of who murdered Wanda. I was fucking right. Me. What did you Brent, say? I said Wanda did it. I, uh, this feels so good, but there's no one here to celebrate my joy. No, I don't care. Yeah, my favorite uh, part of this entire thing was when you explained it as um, uh, Wanda snogs. Uh, you said smogs here. I, I meant quite snogs, like that. Yeah. Uh, she snogs Vision, but doesn't remember being married to him or her kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait, she doesn't remember being married to her children? She was married uh, to her children. I imagine yeah. that. Yeah, I needed an extra comma. That's when I started giggling. Yeah. Um, okay, so clearly this issue is bad and the series is bad because we're now at the more than the halfway point there's only two more issues left um and i was trying to be charitable at first of like maybe you know we when we read it all you know at once like we'll go back and see like why certain things were the way that they were like the mischaracterization of magneto in previous issues for example um but good god i mean it Aside from a few people we know, which we're not going to name, uh, X Twitter as oh, like com- X Twitter has completely like turned on on this and on Leah's writing. The, I, re- me reading Reddit, it basically they're turning on the um, Marvel for having turned on her and making her writing bad. And I'm like, really? Can't well, that, you get through that? Yeah, maybe I, I don't she's know. just not very good. I'll be interested to hear what the full breakdown is later when the dust has settled a little bit. But we did get to a moment in this where I think we can we should rename Jumping the Shark, uh, releasing the kaiju for comic context because I love this that. seems just like if there's ever a problem, if I ever just need mm-hmm. to gin up some conflict, I'm going to release a monster that's basically dealt with immediately and no one really cares about it. So we normally, when we have stuff that we don't particularly love or even like, we generally play fix it. Brent, that's usually yeah. something that you like to do. I have a proposal for an opposite game. Make it worse. How would you make this worse? How would you go ball to the wall like, this is so bad? I I know. I think I know. I think it's that everything is from the perspective of Kyle. So so he's like trying to prepare a meal and then he like sees out his window that there's all this stuff happening and he can't quite hear it as well. (laughs) And then he's just like texting you know, North Star, and he's like, can Cap come to dinner? And, you know, like, is he interested? Mm-hmm. Like, And then and then it's just him, like, burning a creme yeah. brulee. That's pretty good. Do you have a... Do and have somehow a... that lasts for, like, 14 hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the five-issue yeah. miniseries. He's, like, got a souffle that's, like, shaken by the kaiju. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's worse, because I just want to do it. It's just, I wish instead of old, old lady Wanda, it was, like, a three-year-old Wanda was the murderer. <laughs> And she can't fully explain why she did it or what's going on she just at has all. She a tantrum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, those are both great. Mine was not as good as yours, but it would just be like Emma Frost is a central character in this, and Leah fucks up her voice like in the way that she's fucked up Magneto, and I just get angrier and angrier. I do think... What do you think this, the title of this series should be called? Since Magneto's not in it. And there's no trials. It's not even a trial. So I, it's just called Of... Of it's called the of, of. Uh, the uncomfortable conversations of <laughs> yeah it's just like uh, no one wants to listen to anyone yeah uh, they're like wait I could I can try and talk for a second no haven't you said enough it's like no bitch they're right there normally in a story you can't actually physically reach the person to get information so you guys have heard of honest trailers the honest title is Kevin Feige wants to introduce the X Men into the MCU here's how it's gonna happen mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's the title. Is- it's just not really fun, you know. I thought there might be some way. It's just this is a very steep decline 
from where we already were. Yeah, it's just like every <laughs> issue is worse than the one before. Yeah. So it's like literally the worst issue we've read. Okay, let's go on to a much better comic. Thor number 18 by Donny Cates and Pascal Ferry. A malfunctioning Mjolnir has been stolen from the Avengers uh, uh, mountain for their headquarters. And King Thor asks Loki, the Prince of Lies and current ruler of Jotunheim, to help him. Loki says no, but he knows that Thor needs a spy and that spy is no other than Throg, which is the Thor frog. Uh, and it isn't really a spoiler because he's on the cover. The amphibious thunder god agrees to help Thor, but needs a team, and that that uh, team is uh, he calls them the Avengers and includes Lockjaw, Lockheed, Bats, the ghostly dog, and Odin's two ravens. I love this issue. I love this issue. I love this issue. Did you read like maybe seven years ago or something? There was the Pet Avengers, like it was two different yeah. miniseries that I fucking loved. That it was good. At least a uh, Lockheed, Lockjaw, and uh, Throg in it. There were other characters as well, but I I just fucking loved this. It's so silly but great, and it's such a good you know team joins up is so bizarre. Yeah. Well, it had enough uh, leverage with the other you know Thor storyline. You know, I think that bringing in Loki and having them have a discussion about how they've changed as people. Hundred percent. I think made such a good nice scene. grounding. Even if you're never you're not going to use Loki anymore for mm-hmm. this series. Yeah. Um. Because then it allows you to like have a bit more space with Throg and be sillier and it, him putting a heist team together, basically. Um, all the people he put together are like trackers, uh, and he just, just had to describe them in different ways as like, they're people who can go distances. That person can go far. Mm-hmm. Right. That person can find things far away. And you're like, okay, we, we got Each it. One has <laughs> sl- well, one can find magic things, yeah. one can find distance, and yeah. one can yeah. find this, and one also does fire at the same time he can find things. <laughs> I love Loki calling out Thor saying, I'm not the one you trust the most. Stop that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You need someone who can be a spy. Uh, I, the art also, Pascal Ferry did a run on Thor a while back. I think it was like Matt Fraction's run, like maybe like 10 years ago. Um, and his art's lovely. And it like I think he does the facial expression mm-hmm. so well. Like having Thor in Throg's little like, domicile and it's, it felt very like luke skywalker and yoda on yeah. dagobah yeah. where like he can't fit like his head's like hitting the the ceiling uh and just seeing like thor's like reaction to like whatever throg is saying i thought was really good well i think that this you know shows me that there's so much room for like the mcu to involve a character like throg because yeah. it's the perfect level of zaniness like it would be a great tv show We've got an Easter egg already. Directed by uh, Taikai Waititi or something. Yeah, for sure. Uh, You could have so much wackiness that doesn't ultimately matter that much. Yeah, and we got Throg in the, I want to say the penultimate episode of Loki. Yes, when when he was in a jar. uh, No, he was just in between, like, when they, like, go and, like, pan underground. Yeah, he was was trapped in a jar. It was was in a jar? Yeah. Okay, I don't remember that. Yeah. Okay. So that was uh, Throg. Yeah. Fun issue. Yeah. Um, it's the news. News flash. I, I had to hum into it because it was like turning up the radio. Uh, okay. Uh, anyways, Tom Holland says that Spider-Man No Way Home is the end of a franchise. He ends that quote with, with let's say, which clearly means it is not the end. The rest of his comments waffle back and forth, saying the production team treated it as a finale, and that is the least the end of the Homecoming trilogy. Uh, do we think the franchise is ending, everybody? I think it's ending in the high school. Part. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, that it, as long as Tom Holland doesn't like uh, 
come out against dogs or kill a hooker, like if he's not vilified in the public eye, there's always an opportunity, you know, a decade from now, two decades from now that he comes back and does more of the franchise, let alone just like him now. Yeah. Three more movies. I think they're going to give like a three year break and then he'll be probably out of college by that point doing things. Holland is back as Spider-Man. But I do think it's smart of them to think of this as being like, let's give closure. Let's wrap up the story so that we don't have like loose ends. Yeah. And I mean, Captain America is getting a fourth movie, but none of the other solo characters have had more than three. Captain America. Mm. I mean, well, Iron Man had three. Mm. Thor had three. Thor's getting a fourth one. Captain America is getting a fourth one, but it's Sam Wilson now, not not Steve Rogers. So it'll have to be something very different. So these movies shouldn't continue in perpetuity. I think it's smart for them to like give it some closure. Right. They should put down the actors after they've served their tenure yeah. and get new people, yeah. fresh blood yeah. for Disney to make money. There's no way they're going to lose him. Yeah. All. No, he'll be part of like whatever new version of Avengers with all the younger characters, and he's like the more senior like adult one now which which will be a nice sort of flip so tom mentions that if it came back it would be very different are we do you think we're moving towards a different spider-man are we just doing peter um in a different phase of his life so you know now he's actually going to be the photographer that he is in the comics for ages what the the photographer thing will be interesting Uh, it'll be curious like if they like play it up more as a joke more than anything else but like i'd like to see him like kind of as a scientist like following Tony Stark's uh, like steps. Beyond Corporations? Yeah, stuff? something that like fun. that. Yeah. Um, I don't have any other thoughts better than that. And is that what you, that's what you would like to see? Okay, yeah. well, I don't have to ask that question. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. All right, so in, in other Disney news and kind of related to everything else we're going to talk about, several Marvel productions um, include and Indiana Jones 5 and the third season of The Mandalorian have been delayed by months due to the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees Strike. Um, which they want better pay and working conditions. It has since been um, fixed, but that was two weeks of non-functionality. Um, do you cross picket lines because you're a fucking dick, Kalen? I don't know how to answer that. No, I don't cross picket lines. I'm not a fucking scab. Are you a scab? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not exactly. a goddamn scab. Uh, All right. Well, hold on. Let me let me think because <laughs> I might have scabbed accidentally. Like if you accidentally scab, you don't realize that. How did you accidentally explain scab? this? Well, yeah. like if uh, I wouldn't, I did not. So if if Indiana Jones five came out and I went to go see Indiana Jones five, mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I didn't realize that was like a Disney property or anything, or or if that was that's not scabbing. Well, what's what's crossing the picket lines? Crossing the picket lines when they're literally picketing and like the union is on strike. Oh, you meant like not like if you walked in and took up their job. Yeah. Oh, I'd love. You to just do started that. using the lights. Oh yeah, absolutely, I would do that. Randomly shaking yeah, the lights around. Fuck them! I want a job. <laughs> <laughs> I actually believe that about you. Uh, no, I mean, you know, I'm sure you can th- put one of those giant rats outside of my house. Those inflatable. Uh, I'll do that. Yeah. I'll fucking do that. Um, uh, I, you know, I did not see a lot of people being like bitching and moaning that stuff was like being delayed. Mm-hmm. I saw mostly, at least online, I saw like, you know, this is all making sure that these workers are treated fairly. They're given, you know, humane, humane conditions yeah. and, you know, adequate pay. Uh, so, and I'm like, look, we've like, we last year we waited a whole fucking year for stuff, you know, and due to, due to the pandemic, I'm happy to wait longer to make sure that, you know, like the gaffer or the best boy or whomever like on set is getting, is getting uh, what he or she deserves. It reminds me of how Nestle 
basically came out and said, look, there's going to be a certain amount of child slavery that goes into making chocolate. Like people want cheap chocolate. We have to have a little bit of child slavery and people are like, yeah, we'll pay more for chocolate. That's fine. We can, we could do without that. Yeah. Uh, the taste and uh, consumer preferences, I do think is a good move. Like we'll wait, we'll pay higher prices. That's fine. Stop shitting on your employees. Yeah. I mean, uh, this is not going to be Marvel only. This is going to be everybody. It's just that Marvel's the only one that Disney's the only one says this is this is what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, because of the strike. And not because of the strike, because obviously they're doing the right fucking thing by striking. Um, I mean, these people are doing 15, 16, 17, 18 hours a day lighting with, for minimal money by comparison to everybody else. And right. then if anything goes wrong up higher, they're screwed. Just they're not gonna get they're gonna get fired if someone lo- leaves a leaves a show or something or goes on break. Anyways, I'll bring that right over to what we're talking about right now. Um, speaking of nightmare working conditions, <laughs> as they were just saying, <laughs> um, this is wa- a dark podcast. <laughs> yeah, walking quote unquote cool girl Ruby Rose, who played the CW's Batwoman for season one, made a- allegations on Instagram in that neon calligraphy font that is fucking il- il- in- ineligible. That's what I'm saying. Illegible. Illegible. No, it's ineligible for me to fucking read <laughs> yeah. is what I'm saying. Um, that The hostile work environment for Batman um, led, I mean, Batwoman, excuse me, which led to a bunch of fucked up injuries, including people's faces literally getting melted off, people's arms and legs being ripped off, Dugray Scott being a mean. And uh, I kind of want more violence. I feel like there isn't enough. I want one more horrible maiming. Conceptually, I understand what you're saying. In reality, this sounds like the most dangerous set outside of fucking oh, it crazy. Po- apocalypse now. Like, uh, how do we not hear about this before? Like how, how tightly wrapped well, up was this? Because I remember, you know, maybe it was in Christopher Nolan's Batman that, you know, Christian Bale got injured mm-hmm. and it delayed production. Right. Is, is, is there just mass slaughter of low level employees? <laughs> they just, they that, just hire, grab a new person. Yeah, that's like why the every, union's so mad. Every, every movie that's being made is basically the Panama canal. Well, I mean, like, I, I don't know if this is an answer, but like, it seems like Berlanti productions and the CW in general, they're like, they churn shit mm-hmm. out so quickly. And that's their model. It's like, we're, it, it's, it's, it's fast food. It's like, it's like you're at McDonald's and if like, you know, the fry cook or the person putting the burger together, <laughs> you know, isn't there. They're going to like, well, I got to replace it. We got to get it out there, you know. And yeah. so like don't get don't let your hand get caught in the thresher. Yeah, exactly. And I'm sorry, we're not going to give you health insurance. I'm not I don't know about McDonald's and what they how they treat their employees necessarily. But like that's what I feel is happening. I'm sure Ruby Rose is a flawed individual. Uh, and I'm sure she did some stuff that was really nightmarish. But it sounds like. The, the whole environment there is just awful for cast and crew. So right as I'm walking over this podcast, so many more a flurry of new updates come in. So supposedly... Um, Were you salivating? One, yeah, because I don't like her. Um, so Cameris Johnson, who plays Luke Fox, who's been on the show since the beginning, yeah. basically said she's a complete liar. If you get fired and you're the main character, you got fired for good reason. Um, everything, yeah, yeah. Imagine what you have to do in order to get fired from a show that is your show. It's interesting because the first reporting about it, if I recall, was she's walking away from the show mm-hmm. as if it was her choice. But, you know, maybe maybe she was fired. Anyways, and now we're getting stuff from people and the union people who we were just talking about on the set who basically said she's a walking nightmare who talked down to everybody, ignored everybody. He, um, 
basically one anecdote she, they s- she ignored the carnage yeah, and blood exactly. flow. Yeah. She had an excuse after that happened. <laughs> uh but there was one time supposedly where they were getting her set, I mean her um room perfect and she likes everything like 5 degrees warmer cuz she's Australian and she walked in the room and just said ha huh, and walked off just because she didn't give a shit. She's like, "Oh, I'm good." I I'm just, sure yeah, I think it's I think it's both, right? I mean, it, it's like it's it's a sense like she was probably terrible, but those conditions are probably terrible too. And yeah. like, I which, mean, which came first? Situation? Yeah, it's a, but I mean, I you don't still know. can't be shitty to people who you quote unquote are seemingly your yeah. underlings. Yeah, there's no there's no good explanation for it. Um, it's like pr- production is is stepping on her neck, so she's stepping on everybody else's below her. But apparently they filmed this at the Battle of the Bulge because, <laughs> I mean, the violence in this is just it's insane. outrageous. I'm like, yeah. Also, she's still writing that fucking font. I hate that font so much. Yeah. It's a, it's a not it, a, it's it, ineligible. It's not a great font it's to convey ineligible. your message. You know? It's like a neon sign to say like, oh, your grandmother died. <laughs> this is not the right uh, tone that you should be setting. Yeah. But, but that's pretty. Okay, so anyways, more DC Comics news. After TV, 10 years. <laughs> after 10 years of development hell and five weeks of actually being on the air, FX on Hulu has canceled Why the Last Man, and I'm reveling in the schadenfreude of it all. Cancellation was reportedly not based on ratings because FX does not know the ratings since the show is only on Hulu, but instead due to a deadline for the extension of actor contracts because Diane Lane doesn't come cheap, I guess, although I ask you, why doesn't she? She's a treasure. Is she? I mean, yes. she just has a pretty... She's a person who I guess is there and people would use her because they can't find someone better. More she's well really great known. at what she does. She's, I don't know. She's at not being a super personal actress, but I think she's like great in, in the pocket. She's, she's been around forever. <laughs> she's been around forever and I'm sure her agent has gotten her a ton of money and a very lucrative contract. And that's why they... It, it's it's going to be... This show is only supposed to be about three characters and sometimes other people. The fact that they had her meant they had to use her character so much, and right. that meant that the show was canceled. It's the uh, Jennifer Lawrence problem in Mystique, like with X Men yeah. movies. Yeah, it's definitely. I mean, it's it's a little bit of a shame um, because I do think the show is getting a little bit better. Um, you know, no. it, it it had a first, I think, a first couple of interesting episodes, but then got very flat very quickly because as they introduced new characters, you didn't feel any of the the tension that you might feel in like a post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. scenario where you're like, I don't know this person. I don't trust them. What, what's their motivating factors. And I think over the past, you know, it's very slowly. There are a few characters who are starting to shine a little bit more starting to become like really distinct voices. And you're like, Oh, I don't know what you're going to do. And I think that's interesting, but as a whole, it's a bit, um, it still doesn't work. So well, I'd like it. I wish it was just like, okay, we did one season didn't work out well the next season really picked up in some way this show is about or the comic is about three people going on a really long road trip trying to figure shit out and sometimes we get single issues with other people yeah instead this comic is about what's going on in the white house and oh these people are also wandering around and it's because as the, the literally the production company said they don't have enough money to do the road trip aspect so why the fuck are you doing this show why are you doing this show if all you're going to do is because they wanted to have s- the same set so they can do a lot of acting on the same sets. I don't give three fucking shits about DC. I've gone live here. I've gone through so much politics. Politics are so fucked up right now. I don't want to watch more politics. 
and that's not the that's not the right vehicle for it. Like I wouldn't I work in politics and I wouldn't mind another show about politics, uh, but this isn't the right vehicle. And we've talked about this before, even when it was during the development hell stuff. Is like, has the world moved on from what Y was trying to do in the comics? You know, one yes, and also. I just wonder if entertainment has moved on too. Like a lot of the stuff that came out like in the early 2000s because, you know, while we were sort of entering the golden age of TV with Sopranos and The Wire and so on and so forth, um, you know, most TV was still very banal and lowest common denominator. And now like you have so many different iterations of like either a Mm -hmm. post-apocalyptic storyline or something that like uh, explores like the various sort of like gender roles in society um, that something like why it just seems a little like been there, done that. I mean, it's a different feminism now. It's, it's like the totally new wave, which for sure, there's and, a level of disliking certain aspects of the last wave, which meant that this should, had to change because nowadays there's some backward stuff in that comic. Well, and it's also, and Brian K. Vaughn is a good writer, but I mean, it's a guy writing about this. But you it's know? A, there's a female creator as well. Yeah. Uh, Pia, Pia, Pia yeah. Yeah. which she also was involved with creating a story, just not writing aspects of it. Fair enough, yeah. So at least it's not horribly that. Um, if I feel like this show should have come out at the same time Walking Dead did. Yeah, that's probably yeah, right for sure. The aesthetic isn't uh, the art like visually not the same. It's not going to be grays and shitty because you know in the comics they were always like walking through some sort of glorious sunset or yeah. something, even though it's supposedly apocalyptic i don't think i've ever said this because i know you clark love it and like adam and ryan do too brent i don't know if you've read it or not but like i don't actually love why the last man the comic i think it's okay i think it was good but it was definitely overrated and brian k vaughn has this tick that annoys the shit it annoyed the shit on me when i read it is his use of references to show like what he knows in Mm -hmm. other medium like the thing that made me stop reading the book for a little while was when Yorick references the comic Preacher, where he goes, he's got a lighter that says fuck communism, which is what Jesse Custer, the preacher himself, had in 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 the graphic novel or in the comic series. And I was like, this is some like fucking incestuous like bullshit. There's an episode uh, called Weird Al is Dead. Uh, and you're like, oh, come on, seriously? Okay, yeah. fine. We- yes, he's a male. Stop it, Brian K. Vaughn. Yeah. Um, Okay, so the production company is allowed to shop it off to other platforms. Do you think anyone's going to take it? Who would take it, if anybody? HBO Max, maybe, just for because it was published by DC Vertigo. That's yeah. I think that's the only one that really makes sense. Maybe AMC. Uh, I think it would be probably mm-hmm. a platform, uh, like a streaming platform, I should say. Yeah, I mean, I don't think AMC would because they still are doing so much. Walking sh- Dead. Yeah, Walking Dead's about to end though. It's don't just, they it, have like it, other franchises associated with it? Like Fear of the Walking Dead and Don't Sleep on the Walking Dead. And then there's movies of the Walking Dead that are come out someday. Yeah. And then Walk, which is the uh, zombie musical that they're putting on. <laughs> oh, that's cute. <laughs> All right, and final Hulu news now. Um, as Ka- as Kaylin said, that's sure to make Clark happy. Mel Brooks and Hulu are developing a sequel to his 1981 film, History of the World Part 1, entitled, as one would expect, History of the World Part 2, The Search for More Money. Do you like <laughs> Mel Brooks or are you dead to me? And that includes the listeners. D- listeners, are you dead to me because you don't like it? I love Mel Brooks. I love Mel Brooks more as a kid. Uh, I've exp- I've like kind of revisited some of his stuff. Like I think Young Frankenstein holds up really well. Hundred percent. Spaceballs is a movie that I saw so many times in the theater when mm-hmm. I was a kid, but I don't love it except for when they're combing the desert and the guy goes, "We ain't <laughs> found shit." 
Like it's that, the best line in that movie. It's the best fucking line in that <laughs> I movie. I watched it like a week ago, and I had to fast forward to that line first, and then go back to watch the whole thing. And but the the funny thing about History of the World Part One is I watched it a little bit like later, like I rented mm-hmm. it on video from Blockbuster or whatever. And then I remember like seeing the trailer for History of the World Part Two, and I did not know that like that didn't exist. That went. I, I thought I didn't know oh, it was a yeah. fake trailer, so uh-huh. I went to the video store asking for that. And they just looked at me like, you're a dumb fucking kid. <laughs> How old were you? I was probably like 12 or 13. 41, too. You yeah. gullible piece yeah. of shit. I mean, it was definitely like, uh, like the internet was around, but like very few people were on it. And mm-hmm. like you had to go to Blockbuster or another video store to rent movies. So I couldn't just look up History of the World Part 2. Yeah, yeah right. So. Um, it's uh, when I think about this project. I worry, you know, because the last project uh, ended at the French Revolution, that there's not enough history that's happened since then. But now I worry there's too much history that's happened since yeah. then. Yeah. Uh, I do think it'd be kind of funny if they just jumped to, I don't know, they started 20 years ago and they're like, <laughs> oh yeah, after the French Revolution, <laughs> this happened, this happened, this happened, and now we're at Reagan or whatever. <laughs> I I mean Mel Brooks being Jewish, I'm very curious how he handles World War II. Well, yeah. remember I wrote here. Keep in mind the film's final scene is a preview of Ice Dancing Hitler. Ice Dancing Hitler and Jews in space. Yeah. So it's the star of David as a spaceship. Mm-hmm. Well, it'd be interesting. Uh, at least be interesting to see how uh, well Mel Brooks' wit can adapt to today's humor. Um, it yeah. makes me think of like Martin Short and Steve Martin show. Uh, uh, only murders in the building. Yeah, which is uh, very. Popular, did you like it? I, it's okay. I give it like a B. It's mi- a fine a show. B plus minus. Yeah. What's that? A seven? I'll give it a seven. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Um, um, yeah, you know, some of the some of that humor isn't going to necessarily work, but I like Mel Brooks, so I'm happy for him. I just saw a not I saw last year. I watched an HBO special between him. It was him and Carl Reiner. Yes. Yeah. Like just doing their fucking thing, and it was so funny. So I'm I'm I think he's going to do his just as well and as yeah. weird. I just love the Carl Reiner, Mel Brooks thing in The Simpsons when Homer's like the chauffeur driver and he's like, he's picking up Mel Brooks. He's like, he's like, you beat Mel Brooks, I'll be Carl Reiner. It's like, no, I fucking hate Carl Reiner. <laughs> you be Carl Reiner. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, well, that's been our episode. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Homo Superior X and Instagram at Homo Superior Podcast. Oh, Brent, can I make one little quick announcement? And Kaylin has a quick announcement. Well, uh, for those of you who are listening to us and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, we're going to have a whole new look. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Are we Rate done? and review us if you like <laughs> us. <laughs> We've been Homo Superior, the podcast that reminds you that death is always right around the corner.